0: Uh, Tell me, young man, what new reports are you getting on unidentified flying objects? Flying saucers? Oh, they keep coming in every once in a while, but we don't take them too seriously. Oh, no? Of course not. It must be amusing to a man in your line of work to hear about all these screwball reports. It is my firm opinion that these uh, sightings should be investigated most meticulously. You don't believe that these flying saucers actually exist, do you? And how can you be so certain they don't, Mr. Chump? Well, I, I just don't believe it. Our minds should be open on all subjects. Wrong conclusions are usually the result of lack of comprehensive analysis. Of course.
1: We... We are the wretched refuse, we're the underdogs,
2: we're mutts. we're mutants, there's something wrong with us, something very, very wrong with us, something seriously wrong with us.
3: Hey everybody and welcome to this crazy little project that I've been trying to put together for some time now. We have just recently passed the 50-year anniversary of the 1966 Michigan UFO invasion. Uh, From March 14th through March 20th, Ann Arbor, Michigan was pretty much inundated with a fleet of UFOs, for lack of a better term. Now, of course, there were sightings before March 14th, and of course, there were sightings after March 20th, but none so crazy as what was happening at that period in time. So what I'm going to try to do in this episode is capture a lot of what was happening around in that time frame. Um, I wanted to get this show up a little while ago, actually when the anniversary happened, but due to a variety of reasons with guests canceling or me being unable to book certain people we just couldn't get the show together on time the other problem is is i have about six to seven hours of found audio that i found off the internet archive that i've had to somehow truncate down to make fit into this episode Fortunately I did find a file on there that was about an hour long. I had to do some cleaning up to it and as always with these found audio shows, I have to apologize for the audio because this stuff was recorded back in the 60s. A lot of it was on reel-to-reel tape recorder. A lot of it was off of actual television interviews or radio interviews, things like that. The parts that are really, really bad I actually edited out of the show because I know a lot of you people listen in car stereos or through headphones and I don't want anybody to go deaf or try to kill me because of the audio quality quality. So, moving on before I get started explaining all of this, I want to give everybody kind of an idea of where this is all kind of taking place. I want you to think of Ann Arbor, Michigan as the center of a bullseye because you're going to hear a lot of places and locations named. And if you don't know anything about Michigan or even have been here, it's all going to sound like gobbledygook. Being Ann Arbor is the center of this bullseye. You have Livingston County, which is to the north. You have Milan, Michigan, which is to the southwest. You have Monroe, Monroe, Michigan, which is to the south. I would say if you had to drive to Monroe, Michigan, from Ann Arbor going straight down it would probably take you about 45 minutes to get there roughly around that area and then you have Ypsilanti, Michigan. I live in Taylor, Michigan which is if you had to drive from east to west you would go through taking I-94 you would leave my house you would go through Ypsilanti, Michigan and then you would hit Ann Arbor. It takes about a half hour to get from my house to Ann Arbor, Michigan. So when, when you're hearing about all this stuff Keep in mind that all of this stuff is happening roughly at around the same time in these areas. And so when someone says we're seeing something here, we're seeing something down here, and we're seeing something over here, these aren't areas aren't exactly right next to one another. They're kind of all over the place, but they're all happening at the same time in the same general bullseye vicinity of Ann Arbor itself. All of the information that I'm going to be pulling off of the internet, I'm going to post the links to in our show notes. What I'm about to read to you right now comes from a gentleman named Jerry Cohen, C-O-N. H-E-N, and the website is www.cohenufo.org. What I'm going to do here is give everybody a brief timeline of what happened in the early morning hours of March 14th of 1966. Most of this stuff started to happen at around 3.50 a.m. in the morning and then it went from there all the way up until daybreak. From about 3.50 a.m. on March 14th and for two and a half hours thereafter, Washtenaw County sheriffs and police in neighboring jurisdictions reported disc-shaped objects moving at fantastic speeds, making sharp turns, diving and climbing, and hovering. At one point, four UFOs in a straight-line formation were observed. Selfridge Air Force Base confirmed tracking UFOs over Lake Erie at 4.56 a.m. The following is the log of complaint number 00967, signed by Corporal Broderick and Deputy Patterson of the Washtenaw County Sheriff's Department. 3.50 a.m. Received calls from deputies Busho and Foster, car 19 stating that they saw some suspicious objects in the sky, starlight colors, red and green, moving very fast, making sharp turns, having left to right movements, going in a northwest direction. 4.04 a.m. Livingston County Sheriff's Department called and stated that they also saw the objects and were sending a car to the location. 4.05 a.m. Ypsilanti Police Department also, also called, and Department called and stated that they and the objects were seen at the location of US-12 I-94. a.m. Car19 stated that they had just saw four more move in the same location, moving at a high rate of speed. 4.30 a.m. Colonel Miller County Civil Defense Director was called. He stated to just keep an eye on the objects and that he did not know what to do and to check with Willow Run Airport. Willow Run Airport is an airport that's in Ypsilanti, Michigan. I would say it's about maybe 15 minutes from downtown Ann Arbor. 4.54 a.m. Car19 called and stated that two more were spotted coming from the southeast over Monroe County. Also they were side by side. 4.56 a.m. Monroe County Sheriff's Department stated that they had just spotted the object and they also are having calls from citizens. Called Selfridge Air. Air Force Base. and They stated that they also had some objects, presumably on radar, over Lake Erie and were unable to get an ID from the objects. The airbase called Detroit Operations and were to call this department back as to its disposition. 5.30 a.m. Deputy Patterson and Corporal Broderick looked out of the office and saw a bright light that appeared to move over the Ypsilanti area. It looked like a star but was moving from north to east. 6.15 a.m. As of this time, we have no confirmation from the airbase. Big surprise there. Washington County deputies Bushrow and Foster formally stated this is the strangest thing that we have ever witnessed. We would have not believed this story if we hadn't seen it with our own eyes. These objects could move at fantastic speeds and make very sharp turns, dive and climb, and hover with great maneuverability. We have no idea what these objects were or where they could have came from. At 4.20 a.m., there was four of these objects in a line formation in a northwesterly direction. At 5.30, these objects were out of view and were not seen again. Deputy Bushrow told the press it would swing back and forth like a pendulum." then shoot upward at tremendous speed, hover, and then come back down just as fast. Dexter Police and Livingston County Sheriffs contacted by Bushrow and Foster report that they saw the same objects engaging in the same kind of behavior. Now, in the intervening days, citizens from all over Ann Arbor and the surrounding area began to report UFOs, and not just a couple of them. Hundreds of people began to see these things, and as you can tell at this point, a lot of them were police officers. So, as we carry on here, March 17th, 1966, Milan, Michigan, 425 AM. Sergeant Newell Schneider and Deputy David Fitzpatrick saw two shaped objects making sharp maneuvers. They alternately hovered, rose, and fell quickly, and darted around in a jet-like speed. Their lights dimming and brightening periodically. In a report to NICAP, the officer stated that the two objects were operating together, circling and flying in formation, while a third object hover at low altitude. They called Willow Run airport officials who could not identify them or confirm them on radar. Now, in the audio that's going to follow all of this, you're going to hear a short snippet of an interview with these two guys. I believe that these were also the two officers that got a snapshot of the crafts, but of course, camera technology being what it was at the time, or just whatever, all they appeared to be was streaks of light on the photo. Now, from here, I'm going to jump over to michigantoday.umich.edu, and this is an article written by Alan Glenn back in April 13th of 2014 entitled Ann Arbor versus the Flying Saucers. So I'm going to scroll down a little bit into it and get into a little bit more deeper because we've already covered a lot of this stuff leading up to the March 20th. When March 20th hit, that's when things really started to go crazy. Because up until this point, there were just people chasing lights around in the sky. Police officers were getting reports. They were chasing lights around. They were making reports. There was reports of UFOs hovering over police cars. There were reports of lights out in the woods. People seeing lights going down the road. You name it. All kinds of them. They're out there. Google them. You'll find them. On Sunday, March 20th, the lid came off. Early in that evening, the Washtenaw County Sheriff's Office received reports of an unidentified flying object landing in the wooded swampy area of Dexter Township about 10 miles northwest of Ann Arbor. Deputies dispatched to the scene took a statement from Frank Manor, a truck driver renting a nearby farmhouse who had gone into the swamps with his son, Ron, to investigate. We got to about 500 yards of the thing, Manor told interviewers. It was sort of shaped like a pyramid with a blue-green light on the right-hand side, and on the left, a white light. I didn't see any antenna or portholes. The body was like a yellowish coral rock and looked like it had holes in it, sort of like you took a piece of cardboard box and split it open. You couldn't see it too good because it was surrounded with heat waves, like you see in the desert. The white light turned to a blood red as we got close to it, and Ron said, look at that horrible thing. Now, I'm not going to say too much more about that case because in the audio clips you're about to hear, you're going to hear a whole lot about it. And the reason you're going to hear about it multiple times is because, quite frankly, every news organization in the country was talking about what happened in this guy's backyard in his swamp, as you'll soon hear. So by now, public hysteria is beginning to set in. People in Ann Arbor and surrounding communities have had nights now where people are seeing UFOs everywhere. You have Frank Manor in his backyard with his son looking out over the yard into the swamp behind their farmhouse. They're seeing an object floating on the water. They have now summoned the police. So the police are on the way, and this is what they see when they get there. As officers were rushing to the scene, Officer Robert Hartwell of the Dexter Police Department saw a luminous object buzz his car. Robert Taylor, Dexter Police Chief, and Patrolman N.G. Lee came to the farm in response to Mrs. Manners' call and heard noises. Taylor said he watched an object in the field to Frank Manners' home on a knoll overlooking the area. It appeared to be a pulsating red, glowing object. Through binoculars, he saw a light on each end of the thing. I thought it was an ambulance, Lee said. The chief's son, Robert, 16, also saw the red vehicle in the sky at about 10.30 p.m. It was going on to the east pretty slow, and then it sped up and went west, he said. It was flashing red and white. Washtenaw County Deputy Sheriff Buford Bushrow also observed it. It looked like an arc. It was round. We turned around and started following it through Dexter for five miles. It was headed west and we stopped. We lost in the trees. Either the lights went off or it took off at a tremendous burst of speed. It's about 1,500 feet off the ground. It moved along at about 100 miles per hour. We were doing 70 miles per hour before losing it near Wiley Road. Now I'm going to jump in here and say, that area out there, I ride my motorcycle out there a lot because it's a really cool area to ride through. Those roads are very twisty and very hilly. To be doing 70 miles an hour chasing something down those roads is insane because there's a lot of, um, I want to say hairpin churns, but there are some tight churns. There are hilly segments there. It's kind of a densely wooded area. It's a very cool area to go riding through when you're just looking to chill out and ride your motorcycle and stuff. So I've been through these parts. The idea of chasing something through there going 70 miles an hour at night as you're looking at something up in the sky just blows my mind. The next night, more than 80 students at the Hillsdale College 50 miles to the southwest said that they saw floating light in a nearby swamp. In the coming days, flying objects were spotted in the skies over Ann Arbor, Ypsilanti, Dexter, and Saline. Reports started to come in from all over the state as well by this point things are starting to get really crazy the media is beginning to jump all over this mass hysteria is beginning to set in so people are now starting to think that they're seeing UFOs regardless if they are or not that's a different debate entirely at the time senator Gerald Ford decided to call in an investigation on all this stuff because things were getting out of hand this is where dr. Hynek steps into the picture for those of you into UFOs, you probably already know who Dr. J. Allen Hynek is, but for everybody else who's just kind of getting into this stuff or listening to this episode and who's really into ghost hunting or whatever and you're just listening to this, I'm going to go over to Wikipedia and give you a brief description of him based off of that page. I've also been asked to tell everybody listening to the show that when you're hearing in the audio coming up and when you're hearing me talk about what's going on in the part that he played during all this, he had a broken jaw. For some reason, I'm not entirely sure what it was. He either got into an accident, of course something happened, but he had his jaw wired shut during this whole time that he was involved with this UFO thing going on in Ann Arbor. So he probably wasn't in the most peachiest of moods. Anyways, moving on. Dr. Joseph Allen Hynek was an American astronomer, professor, and ufologist. He is perhaps best remembered for his UFO research. Hynek acted as a scientific advisor to UFO studies undertaken by the U.S. Air Force under three consecutive projects. Project Sign, Project Grudge, and Project Blue Book. At the time of this event, he would have been part of Project Blue Book. In later years, he conducted his own independent UFO research, developing the Close Encounter Classification System. He is widely considered the father of the concept of scientific analysis of both reports and especially of trace evidence purportedly left by UFOs. My God, that is a weird and long sentence. Thank you again, Wikipedia, for making my production life hell. Oh, and one more thing before I jump back into the fray. Do you remember all those memes you've seen on the internet about UFOs? Do you remember that scene in Men in Black where he pulls out the little thing and zaps the girl in the face and tells her what you saw was actually swamp gas? All of those references to swamp gas and UFOs? This right here, this is where that comes from. And here's what leads into it. Dr. Heineck arrived in Michigan on March 23rd and made a whirlwind tour of the sighting areas. He found the situation to be one of near hysteria, a media circus attended by hindering crowds of sightseers, thrill seekers, and the usual assortment of his at the Manners Dexter farm, a man who identified himself as a university professor sat in his car blinking his headlights in Morse code attempting to contact the supposed aliens. Another man brought a fiddle with which to serenade the UFOs. Hynek was frustrated by a lack of consistency among observers. It's like reports from people who see a fire, he told the press. You get as many different facts as you get people who saw the fire. So far, all I've been able to come up with is reports of a variety of lights. Hynek complained he had to compete with journalists for access to witnesses. The witnesses, in turn, complained Heine's interviews were perfunctory and he didn't seem interested in what they had to say. Under pressure from the Air Force to produce quick results, Heineck held a press conference in Detroit on March 25th. More than 60 reporters from nearly every major news outlet in the country attended. The sober, bearded astronomer offered a number of prosaic explanations for the flurry of recent sightings in Michigan and elsewhere, such as mistaken observations of the moon and the stars, and in the case of sightings in Marshall and Dexter and Hillsdale, proposed that they were due to swamp gas. The resulting uproar was almost instantaneous. Air Force insults public with swamp gas theory, proclaimed the South Bend Tribune, dozens of papers accused the government of suppressing evidence indigent witnesses told reporters that they knew what swamp gas looked like and this wasn't it on the tonight show johnny carson interviewed a caltech scientist who said the swamp gas explanation did not fit the facts so here in short is a layman's explanation of why the swamp gas theory does not work Swamp gas is created by decomposing matter. This is all the stuff that accumulates at the bottom of a swamp. Leaves, trees, fish, whatever. Just junk, you know, stuff that floats to the bottom of the water. What happens is as this stuff decays, it creates methane gas. The methane gas rises out of the water, bubbles up, accumulates on the top of the water, and then for whatever reason, it ignites. When it ignites, it can burn in a variety of different colors. Green, white, blue, red... It's kind of like, you know, take methane gas and stick a lighter to it and watch what it looks like. That's how swamp gas is formed. This is also where the term will-o-the-wisp comes from. If you want to see what it looks like, go on YouTube, Google swamp gas videos. There's a couple of them out there and you get a look at it. It does look pretty cool and it does look pretty creepy. Here's the problem. In Michigan in March, usually... It's not uncommon to have temperature still in the teens, at the best, probably mid-20s. The water, if it's not frozen, is still very, very cold. And it doesn't decompose matter real well. The other problem is, is that in Michigan, at this time of the year, when this was happening, it was fairly windy in the area. For swamp gas to accumulate, it has to be non-windy. It has to be able to, the gas has to be able to rise up and not get blown all over the place to accumulate to be able to light that way. None of these things were matching up. This is why people were saying hey, this isn't swamp gas people who live around swamps Especially in the summertime you guys down in Louisiana you in the southern states. You probably know all this stuff But when they came out and said yeah, this was swamp gas This is all you people are actually seeing That's why people got so angry because it didn't line up even scientifically with what people were seeing all right Beatrice There was no alien Flash of light you saw in the sky was not a UFO. Swamp gas from a weather balloon was trapped in a thermal pocket and refracted the light from Venus. Well, wait wait a minute. So you just flash that thing, it erases our memory, and you, you just make up a new one? A standard issue neuralizer. And that weak story is the best you can come up with. There is a whole lot more to this case that I could go on and on and on and on about, but I don't want to. I want the audio that follows to tell that story. However, for the record, I will state that there was a lot of hoaxing going on. There was a lot of shenanigans happening. There were reports of kids firing flare guns off. There were people setting fires in the woods at different spots to try to freak people out. There was even an instance of somebody hanging Christmas lights up. And I think one of the weirder ones that I saw was somebody supposedly took cardboard or plywood, and made a UFO out of it with tinfoil, foil, set it up behind somebody's dormitory or frat house and put a some kind of a heater behind it to give it that orange glow and the heat effect and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, there was, there was a bunch of shenanigans happening and cops were chasing those things down too. But anyways, what follows is a little over an hour of all kinds of different media coverage interviews um you know just interviews with police officers people who saw it you're gonna hear a few interviews about the frank manor thing about the ufo on the uh the swampy head out there you're gonna hear about the hillsdale where the girls inside the dormitory saw the ufo all of this stuff and hopefully you guys can make it all the way through again i apologize for the audio i cleaned it up as best as i could and i'll see you guys at the other side hopefully you enjoy this peace
2: County authorities this
4: morning are taking a close look at last night's flurry of reports of flying saucer activity northwest of Ann Arbor. Two weeks of reported sightings came to a climax when a farmer reported a saucer touched down on his property. At about the same time, Dexter Village Police Officer Robert Honeywell said a saucer-like vehicle hovered about 10 feet over his scout car. 45-year-old Frank Manor and his 19-year-old son, Ronald, told authorities a craft came to earth on his farm about 18 miles northwest of Ann Arbor. He said he and his son walked to within 500 feet of the object before it whizzed away soundlessly. Manor, patrolman Honeywell, and at least five other witnesses said it looked about the size of a large automobile. Washington County Deputy Sheriff John Foster, who himself had reported seeing such an object last week, gave this description of what witnesses saw last night. Object was observed to be of a brown mopping, appeared to be equivalent type outside surface. Object observed to be flat upon the bottom and cone-shaped toward the top, however being low in height. Two small lights appeared to be
5: at the outer edges of the object, glowing in a bluish-green light and intensifying to a brilliant red in color. When the vehicle or object illuminated, the lighting was a
4: yellow-white in color and ran horizontally between the two outer lights, allowing some of the object to be viewed. Outer body appeared to be rough in texture. Did yeah. this jive with the other descriptions then from other Well, this is the closest stuff. that's ever been seen. Do you understand that? And uh this is uh, as far as the lighting setup is concerned, it's the same. Uh bluish green lights and uh so on like that. That's uh, in the shape also. But as far as this closed uh, outside surface, uh, I don't know myself. But uh, there's one who previously reported seeing an object of this general nature. Do you pretty much believe in it, uh, Deputy Foster? I do, really, because
5: uh, you can't discount it after you've actually seen it. Uh, We followed this one object uh, last Monday night uh, for some two or three hours and uh,
4: it joined up with three other and flew in formations Washington County Deputy John Foster, whose partner photographed some unidentified Biden objects last week and still is awaiting return of the prince Radar observers at Metropolitan and Willow Run airports and Selfridge Field say they did not pick up any indications of unusual airborne activity last night Was it a flying saucer? Patrolman Robert Honeywell of Dexter, Michigan, said it looked more like a flying waffle. Anyway, Honeywell and five other persons say they saw a strange sight last night. They said a round-shaped object, slightly larger than a standard-sized American automobile, made of waffled metal with blinking lights, moved soundlessly through the sky near the Ann Arbor, Michigan suburb and landed in a marsh. Patrolman Honeywell said the object was flashing a red, white, and blue light. He said he and his son-in-law turned the flashlight beam on the object and it flew soundlessly away. Charles Murphy, NBC News, at the White House. As NBC reported, more reports of unidentified flying objects in Washington County, only this time we have a reported landing. Several residents and police officers in the Ann Arbor area reported spotting mysterious aircraft, the third report in a week. Patrolman Robert Junewell from Dexter told sheriff's officers that one of the objects hovered about 10 feet above his patrol car last night. He said it resembled an airplane, had a waffle-like exterior, and lights in the center and around the edges. He told officers the lights diffused towards the center of the craft when it accelerated. Washtenaw County Sheriff Douglas Harvey rushed seven patrol cars to the area and reported later that several of his deputies reported sighting objects from two different locations. Selfridge so Air Force Base said it had no reports of UFOs. Your WTAC microphones are in Ann Arbor for this direct-fly description from Sheriff Douglas Harvey. We had uh, several cars dispatched
5: out there, and uh, they described it as the same thing as we even had, uh, same kind of objects uh, a week ago. The bright lights, the bluish-green light and so on, uh, maneuverability from side to side, up and down. Got a softer like uh, shape to it. Mr. Manor, and his son were off the farm and, uh, and, observed this object go down into the swamp area. same time, we had six other cars out there and, uh, a University of Michigan professor, and they also observed the same thing, and everybody described the thing as the same. No
4: sound to the darn things at all. Sheriff Douglas Harvey on the We-Tac direct line to Ann Arbor. Bring you the news with Frank Tomlinson reporting. Thank you, Mike, and good afternoon, everyone. And the headlines, those UFOs in Washtenaw County. The talk of Washtenaw County this noon is, are there really unidentified flying objects? Or are people just seeing things? If they are just seeing things, then a lot of people are seeing those things. At least 40 persons have reported seeing an unidentified flying object last night, not only seeing it, but seeing it land in a field on the farm of Frank Manor. Twelve of the witnesses were police officers. All of the witnesses, when interviewed by law officials, corroborated the stories of the other witnesses. WJR News contacted Washington County Sheriff Douglas Harvey, who had this to say about the UFOs. Uh,
5: I, I have not myself seen it, but the fact remains now we've got too many people, too many trained people, that have spotted this thing and give us the same identical description. We had a uh, fellow in here who was from England. Uh, he spotted it, him and his wife, up here in the Pinckney area, and along with him was an engineer from the University of Michigan. They both spotted it. Uh, last night, about 10 officers spotted the same identical thing. Various farmers and a professor from the University of Michigan spotted it. Everybody give us the same identical description when interviewed separately. And you uh, see, I, I, I getting to the point now, how can you tell all these people? They've seen something. We've got no answers yet,
4: Walt. Washtenaw County Sheriff Douglas Harvey. Harvey said men will be at the Manor Farm today with Geiger counters. Manor and his son said they went to within 500 yards of the object that they described as being in the shape of a football. Two other Washington deputies saw UFOs last Monday night and said they took pictures, but that the film was sent to New York to be developed and that it would take two weeks. Meanwhile, there's a report that the government has confiscated that film. There is no confirmation of that report. Washington County Sheriff's Department deputies reported that they saw unidentified flying objects on the side between 9 and 11 o'clock. These objects were flying in a swampy area and would uh, land and take off again, going up to a height of 200 feet. Persons in the Rush Lake area also reported seeing three of these un- uh, unidentified objects. They were hovering around the lake and appeared to be doing some kind of maneuvering to check the area where 40 persons say a flying saucer landed last night, some 15 miles northwest of Ann Arbor. A dozen of the witnesses were policemen who said a mysterious craft about the size of a large automobile joined four others before streaking away at high speed. A statement today from the Commissioner of State Police, Frederick Davis, who said he was taking a new interest in UFO reports. Davids, by the way, holds also the post of civil defense director. He was reacting to reports from about 60 persons who claimed to have seen an unidentified flying object near Ann Arbor last night. At least 40 people claimed to have seen one of the objects land. Among the witnesses were several police officers. and WJR newsman William Harris on the scene today heard police officer Robert Honeywell of Dexter say he was one of the residents of that area who saw similar objects zipping through the skies early last Monday and Wednesday. As for State Police Commissioner Davids today, he was contacted by newsman Dave White and said during conversation,
5: We we certainly are interested in these reports that are coming in and we intend to look further into it. We have uh, men assigned now that are inquiring into it and expect they will talk with Washington County authorities and with some of the people that are supposed to have uh, seen certain objects.
4: What is your personal attitude toward... These objects?
5: Well, actually, I know nothing more about them than what I read or hear in the reports. But when you get uh, as many people citing something as uh, cited uh, uh, things last night in the Dexter area and over the weekend, why, I think it's time to take another long, hard look at it anyway. I think many of these people certainly aren't the type that make a report just for the sake of the publicity probably um, truly
4: did uh, see something. State Police Commissioner Frederick David. Dozens of people in Washtenaw County and surrounding areas have become firm believers in flying saucers in the past few weeks. Over the weekend, more reports. Forty persons, twelve of them law officers, reported seeing an unidentified flying object land in a swamp near Ann Arbor. Officers said four sister ships hovered in a quarter circle above the other object, which landed. They said it then took off with a warbling sound, like the echo of a ricocheting bullet. Dexter policeman Robert Honeywell said he and other residents saw similar objects zipping through the skies early last Monday and again on Wednesday. He explained to WJR's William Harris. Moreover, in
5: hearing where the one was down, it just disappeared. They completely out of the fact that they didn't even see what they went. Well, they just changed their life or what, but they disappeared completely. And uh, the one that went over my car and the other patrol cars, uh, I watched it, until you know, got a little bit beyond-territorial road, and then I went back to see if I could serve and look back and see if I could see the other ones there, and they were gone, and I looked at back and looked and see the other Seven
4: was still there and was this the one who was, on I to I it was 47-year-old Frank Manor, a farmer, and his 19-year-old son, Ronald, said they approached within 100 yards of the strange object sighted last night. They said it lay in a swamp and had pulsating lights on each end. Manner said it was fitted like coral rock and about the length of a car. He said its shape was like that of a football. The said his son then said, look at that horrible thing, and the craft vanished. Six police cars chased the formation of strange objects, but the objects vanished in the darkness. In Washington, the Air Force said it had no report as yet on the latest sighting of the UFOs, but that its investigative office at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in Dayton is checking the incident. While the Air Force is characteristically silent on UFO reports. State Police Colonel Frederick Davids says he plans to look into the matters.
5: We we certainly are interested in these reports that are coming in and we intend to look further into it. We have uh, men assigned now that are inquiring into it and expect we will talk with Washington County authorities and with some of the people that are supposed to have uh, seen certain objects.
4: What is your personal attitude toward these objects?
5: Well actually I know nothing more about them than what I read or hear in the reports. But when you get uh, as many people citing something as cited uh, uh, things last night in the Dexter area and over the weekend, why, I think it's time to take another long, hard look at it anyway. I think many of these people certainly aren't the type that make a report just for the sake of the publicity. Probably truly did uh, see something.
4: State Police Colonel Frederick Davids, questioned by WJR Newsman Dave White. This has just come in from Ann Arbor. WJR's William Harris, reporting from there, has just interviewed the Washtenaw County Sheriff, Douglas Harvey. Sheriff, as I understand it, you've just completed an
5: investigation on the scene of the sighting last night. Uh, what did you discover? Uh, we found nothing out there. Uh, there's no indication, no evidence of where it's come down, where the Mr. Manor said they'd come down, where my officer stated that the area where it come down. Also, uh, the Geiger counter picked up nothing. There was no uh, flat grass, flat brush or anything that would indicate something had landed there? None whatsoever. Do you have any theories as to what this might be? I wish I did. I wish I had some answers. I I don't. I uh, was a little doubtful at first. My first sighting, this was on the 17th. We sighted the first one, my men did. Then again on the 18th and then last night. But now we've got too many people, too many trained officers have also seen this, so I... My doubt is gone. I know they've seen something. What it is, I don't know. Do you intend to continue
4: your investigation? Very definitely. Till we find out exactly what it is. 47-year-old Frank Manor, a farmer, and his 19-year-old son, Ronald, said they approached within 100 yards of the strange object sighted last night. They said it lay in a swamp and had pulsating lights on each end. Manner said it was pitted like coral rock and about the length of a car. He said its shape was like that of a football. Matter said his son then said, look at that horrible thing, and the craft vanished. Six police cars chased the formation of strange objects, but the objects vanished in the darkness. In Washington, the Air Force said it has no report as yet on the latest sighting of the UFOs, but that its investigative office at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in Dayton is checking the incident. While the Air Force is characteristically silent on UFO reports, State Police Colonel Frederick Davids says he plans to look into the matters.
5: We, we certainly are interested in these reports that are coming in and we intend to look further into it. We have uh, men assigned now that are inquiring into it and expect they will talk with Washington County authorities and with some of the people that are supposed to have uh, seen certain objects.
4: What is your personal attitude toward these objects?
5: Well, actually I know nothing more about them than what I read or hear in the reports. But when you get uh, as many people citing something as cited uh, uh, things last night in the Dexter area and over the weekend, why, I think it's time to take another long, hard look at it anyway. I think many of these people certainly aren't the type that make a report just for the sake
4: of the publicity. Probably truly did uh, see something. State Police Colonel Frederick Davids, questioned by WJR newsman Dave White this has just come in from ann arbor wjr's william harris reporting from there has just interviewed the washington county sheriff douglas harvey sheriff
5: i understand that you've just completed an investigation on the scene of the sighting last night uh, what did you discover uh, we found nothing out there uh, there was no indication no evidence of where it's come down where the mr Manor said they'd come down where my officer stated that the area would it come down also uh the geiger counter picked up nothing
4: there was no uh flat grass flat brush or anything that would take something and landed there none whatsoever do you have any theories as to what this might
5: be i wish i did i wish i had some answers i, I don't i uh, was a little doubtful personally first. first sighting this was on the 17th we sighted the first one my men did then again on the 18th and then last night but now we've got too many people too many trained officers have also seen this so i my daughter
4: is gone. I know they've seen something. What it is, I don't know. Do you intend to continue your investigation? Very definitely. we find out exactly what it is. 47-year-old Frank Manor, a farmer, and his 19-year-old son, Ronald, said they approached within a 100 yards of the strange object sighted last night. They said it lay in a swamp and had pulsating lights on each end. Manor said it was fitted like coral rock and about the length of a car. He said its shape was like that of a football. Manner said his son then said look at that horrible thing and the craft vanished. Six police cars chased the formation of strange objects, but the objects vanished in the darkness. In Washington, the Air Force said it had no report as yet on the latest sighting of the UFOs, but that its investigative office at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in Dayton is checking the incident. While the Air Force is characteristically silent on UFO reports, State Police Colonel Frederick Davids says he plans to look into the matters
5: we we certainly are interested in these reports that are coming in and we intend to look further into it we have uh, men assigned now that are inquiring into it and expect they will talk with washington county authorities and with some of the people that are supposed to have uh, seen certain objects
4: what is your personal attitude toward these objects well
5: actually i know nothing more about them than what i read or hear in the reports But when you get uh, as many people citing something as cited uh, uh, things last night in the Dexter area and over the weekend, why, I think it's time to take another long, hard look at it anyway. I think many of these people certainly aren't the type that make a report just for the sake of the publicity. Probably truly did uh, see something.
4: State Police Colonel Frederick Davids, questioned by WJR Newsman Dave White this has just come in from ann arbor wjr's william harris reporting from there has just interviewed the Washtenaw county sheriff douglas harvey
6: sheriff
5: as i understand it. you've just completed an investigation on the scene of the sighting last night what did you discover uh we found nothing out there uh, there's no indication no evidence of where it had come down where the mr manor said they had come down where my officer stated that the area when it come down also, uh, the Geiger counter picked up nothing. There was no uh,
4: flat grass, flat brush, or anything that would indicate something had in landed there? None whatsoever. Okay. Do you have any theories as to what this might be? I wish
5: I did. I wish I had some answers. I, I don't. I uh, was a little doubtful at first when the first sighting, this was on the 17th. We sighted the first one, my men did. Then again on the 18th, and then last night. But now we've got too many people, too many trained officers have also seen this. So I. My doubt is gone, I know they've seen something, what it is I don't know. Do you intend to continue your investigation? Very definitely, if we find out exactly what it is, I'm gonna get some some answers and I gotta go to Washington to find out. Who are you working with, officer? Are you working with state police out of Washington? Yes, we are. Right now, I, I'm waiting for a call from Washington, but I have not received it as of yet.
4: Washtenaw County Sheriff Doug Harvey. WWJ Newsman George Cruz went to Washtenaw County to get the story. We're about 15 miles north of Ann Arbor at the Frank Manor Farm, and uh, just behind me
7: is uh, the site where the alleged flying saucer landed last night. Mr. Manor described what he saw. That thing just lit right up, and that's when we seen the sight of it. But we couldn't see the bottom. There was something there, but we couldn't see what it was. You see the side of it. What did the side of it looked like? That's what I'm saying. It looked like a cooler or a coral rock or something on the side of it. And if it was, maybe it was spinning, I don't know, I can tell, I didn't get a, you know, that much of a look at it. What did it do then when you got this close to it? Did it go Well, then there? the son said, look at that horrible looking thing. And when he said that, the lights went off, and that was it. We went up on top of that knob, and the boy can run pretty fast, I'm moving across quick enough there, it was way down to the other end. And the lights were, and he severed that. That's in parallel with that, that tower, see that tower, it was right in line with that. So then I said, I don't want to go down there. There's too much quicksand there. There's a little lake down there. And there's quicksand. So I don't want to go down there. So we came on back, and then your deputy, and we watched them, and they were up there on top there. They had, you know, was, I guess they were trying to hem it in. And they came down across there, and right up on top of that knob, and apparently they must have seen their lights when they got up on that knob, or whatever it was. And then we were all stood here, just like we are now, and it sounded just like somebody had took a, a high-powered and shot up a cannon and it. Shade goes, oh, no, no, no. That's all I want to it. There was no more. Washington County Sheriff Douglas J.
4: Harvey said he thinks there's something to the reports. What it is, I don't know. There,
5: there's something to it. Why do you say that? Well, there's been too many people in a spot of this thing and have always cried in the same way. And it's just... Uh, Optical illusion, I'd say yes, maybe one or two people, but not as many people have seen it as, as have now. you you'd better detective out here with a Geiger counter. What's that for? Uh see they pick up any type of radiation. See if there's any indication or any evidence at all that something might have come down in this area with some type of radiation.
4: Well that's the story, believe it or not. George Pruitt, WWJ News. Hillsdale County Civil Defense Director William Van Horn says he watched an unidentified flying object hover over a marshy section near that city for more than three hours last night. He was called to the scene by 87 Hillsdale College co-eds who also watched from the dormitory. There were no sightings last night in Washtenaw County where a vehicle of some sort apparently landed Sunday night territory full of co-eds at Hillsdale College, along with that county's civil defense director, saw what they described as an eerie object settle in a swamp last night. Hillsdale is some 50 miles southwest of Dexter, where half a hundred persons, including police officers, reported seeing flying saucers Sunday night. The Hillsdale civil defense director, William Van Horn, gave WJR News this description of what he saw near Hillsdale
0: College for several hours last night. Uh, appeared to be on the surface of the earth uh, on the ground. Uh, however, I don't feel that it was because it moved very freely uh, from left to right and right to left at various times, which uh, uh, it would be impossible for any type of vehicle uh, on wheels or on the ground to uh, move uh, that smoothly because of the uh, boggy, bogginess in the uh, marshy uh, portion there. But uh, at the time that I first observed it, uh, we we'll say that on the right uh, was a uh, quite uh, a dim orange colored light, and to the left uh, was quite a uh, kind of a uh, dim white light, and uh, it was uh, a uh, approximately uh, twenty five feet uh, in between the two lights.
4: Hillsdale County Civil Defense Director William Van Horn. The Air Force says it is putting its flying saucer detective, Dr. Alan Hynek of Northwestern University, on the Hillsdale and the Dexter sightings. The usually skeptical U.S. Air Force has dispatched a top scientist from Northwestern University to look into the rash of UFO sightings in Washington County. Dr. H. Allen Hynek, chairman of the Dearborn Observatory at Northwestern. He's the Air Force's scientific consultant to the UFO study program. He's reportedly arrived and will be operating out of Selfridge Air Force Base near Mount Clemens. His arrival comes in the wake of still another sighting of an unidentified flying object last night more than 80 co-eds an assistant dean and the county civil defense director watched a UFO hover and glow in a swampy area near Hillsdale College. Civil defense director William Van Horn was alerted by the house mother of the dormitory after the girls there first spotted the object. He came and saw and told WJR's
0: Dave White about it. To be on the surface of the earth, uh, on the ground, uh, however I don't feel that it was because it moved very freely uh, from left to right, right to left at various times, which uh, uh, it would be impossible for any type of vehicle uh, on wheels or on the ground to uh, move uh, that smoothly because of the uh, boggy, bogginess in the uh, marshy uh, portion there. But uh, at the time that I first observed it, uh, we'll say that on the right uh, was a uh, quite uh, a dim orange colored light. And to the left uh, was quite a oh uh, kind of a, a dim white light. And uh, it was uh, a, uh, approximately uh, 25 feet uh, in between the two lights. Uh, now, I was observing this with binoculars. And uh, at this distance after dark, it's pretty hard to uh, estimate the distance there uh it would at times uh, uh, uh rise from uh, its position just over the surface and upon rising the lights would become more brilliant and at the time uh, from our municipal airport here we had a beacon which was uh, throwing a beam of light uh, as a beacon does around the area and uh this uh, vehicle seemed to go up and as it would get up uh, uh to a height of approximately 100 150 feet uh, near the uh, bottom portion of the beam of light, it became stationary, and then uh, would uh, descend back down. In other words, it was, uh, appeared to me as if uh, it was attempting to uh, uh, stay out of this beam of light that was coming around. The description of the object generally
4: coincides with that seen by more than 50 persons near Ann Arbor Sunday night. One of the first girls to spot the UFO last night, this was Miss Josephine Wilson, an eighteen year old freshman from Cleveland. She said it gave off a yellow glow and seemed to quiver. She said she and the others watched it for several hours before it went away. As for her feelings about UFOs now, she said
5: Well, I never would believe it totally at all. But when I saw it, and I saw the strange things it did. It wasn't anything horrendous. I mean nothing that like a big ball of fire in front of your eyes. But it, it was very strange. And after watching it for two hours and seeing it hover around and change lights, etc., and seeing it glow, um, I don't think I'm going to laugh so much from now on and say that there
4: definitely, definitely is no such thing as UFOs. On the local news front, an Air Force investigating team is looking into the rash of UFO reports that have taken place in southeastern Michigan. The team is headed by Dr. H. Allen Hynek of Northwestern University, who is the Air Force scientific advisor on Project Blue Book. That's the Air Force project to investigate UFO reports. WJR's Phil Jones contacted the military chief of that project at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base near Dayton, Major Hector Quintanilla and had some questions for the Major about the investigation. Well, no, there, one of the
5: things that prompted the investigation is the general interest by the public and the press. Uh, and the other one is that
4: we'd like to find what they were. I mean, so many people saw them. Have you received word uh, of any other organization, perhaps a radar unit with one of the Air Force bases or something, is also spotting these? Negative. We
6: have
5: contact defense sector they spotted nothing unusually
6: unique. Now what will this investigation entail?
5: Well, talking to the people, collecting their impressions of what they, they observed, and uh, trying to determine what the stimulus was and caused it to see this thing in,
4: in that fashion. If the Air Force gets the same answers the Washtenaw and Hillsdale County Sheriff's officers got, there are probably going to be a lot of people wondering if they're going to say the same thing the sheriff's officer said that the stories jived so much somebody must have seen something flying saucers apparently took the night off authorities say less than a handful of telephone reports of unidentified flying objects in the Hillsdale area But knots of hardy sky watchers who surrounded uh, reported landing sites near Dexter and Hillsdale spent a damp and fruitless several hours. Today, an Air Force investigating team will slog through the marshes and talk to some of the persons who claim to have seen UFOs in recent days. Northwestern University astrophysicist Dr. H. Allen Hynek, the top Air Force advisor on UFOs, is heading the team. A Selfridge Air force base spokesman will say only that the group will continue its search for more information today. Sunday night, a dozen police officers and upwards of 40 civilians witnessed the apparent landing of a saucer-like object in a field near Dexter, some 16 miles northwest of Ann Arbor. Monday night, Hillsdale County Civil Defense Director William Van Horn and 87 college co-eds watched one hover over a marshy area for at least three hours. An assistant dean of Hillsdale College also claims to have seen the object.
8: Clinton, genesee County reports by people stating that they have seen unidentified flying objects have now cropped up in Clinton, genesee County. Early this morning, around two thirty, an unidentified person reported strange lights hovering in a wooded area in the vicinity of Lapeer and Dulce Roads in Burton Township. genesee County sheriff's deputies and state police went to the scene. Two of the deputies said that after an initial investigation which revealed nothing, they sat on their cruiser for about 35 minutes. At the end of that time, they said they saw a glow of light which lit up the wooded area for around 30 seconds or so and then disappeared. They then went into the woods where they'd observed the light, but could find nothing nothing there in the dense brush. The Air Force says it hopes to come up with an explanation within 24 hours for those unidentified objects, the investigation headquarters is at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base at Dayton, Ohio. Project officer Major Hector Quintanilla says the investigation of the Michigan sightings, in his words, is beginning to shape up. We hope to have a reasonable explanation sometime on Friday. thing, Governor George Romney says he's as much in the dark about the objects as the average American resident. Romney says that the government has never filled him in on any possible research that might account for the reported sightings.
4: CBS News has obtained what are described as photographs of an unidentified flying object taken near Ann Arbor, Michigan, where there has been a rash of sightings of UFOs. Bill Platt has the pictures, time exposures, and the story at Ann Arbor. Sergeant Newell K. Schneider was out on patrol in the early morning hours of March 17th. He was riding with Deputy David Fitzpatrick. They were among the first to observe the phenomena which has been seen in the Ann Arbor area around this county several times. Sergeant Snyder, can you tell us what you saw and how you happened to see it? Well, it was somewhat of an oval shape, looked like a toy top, yeah. somewhat upside down. It was a bluish yellow or a bluish green color on top, the bottom was a bright red. As far as glory or blinking lights, there was no blinking lights on this object at all. It was one solid uh, light at all times between the two or three different colors. No flashing whatsoever of it. When Deputy Fitzpatrick and Sergeant Schneider saw this phenomenon, they made about four pictures with a minox camera. These two pictures came out. They were enlarged by Detective Harold Kerr of the Washtenaw County Sheriff's Department. These two pictures are from separate negatives. They both show two light streaks, one here and one here, one here and one here, in the same relative position from which the picture was taken. These were printed from separate negatives. The resolution on this picture is a little bit better. Is that what you saw, Sergeant? Yes, it is. Are you relieved that there's something in the picture? Certainly am. Take a lot of harassment for this. Could you tell us what we see? This uh, dark part down here is what, a field? Yes. Cornfield right in front of the patrol car. And then these lights along here... This was the housing section of Milan Village. Street lights in the background and red lights. And then you can vaguely see the outline of uh, clumps of trees all the way across the picture and the house at the far left side in both pictures. Mm-hmm. These pictures were both taken from the same angle? Yes. Detective Kerr, the photo expert who made these enlargements from the Minox negatives, tells us that these two markings cannot be flaws in the negative. He says there were no scratches on the emulsion side of the film. In addition to that, these prints were made from separate negatives and they showed these light streaks in the same place. In each picture. Sheriff, what do you think about this now that you're seeing these pictures? Well, I don't know what to think about it. I, I was uh, I was quite skeptical on this uh, until I seen these pictures, and uh, there definitely is something there,
5: some type of an object.
4: The Air Force has promised a reasonable and logical explanation today of the recent crash of unidentified flying objects sighted in the skies and on the ground of southern Michigan. Major Hector Quintanilla of Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in Dayton says the official investigation, in his words, is beginning to shape up. Last night, Washington Sheriff's deputies released two time exposure photographs showing blobs of light that appear to be flying saucers. The objects taken by Deputy David Fitzpatrick the night of March 16th indicate the objects were hovering over Milan. The Air Force is looking at the pictures. During the night and morning, there were still more sightings in southern Michigan. Oakland County Deputies Fred Olson and John Davis, answering a flurry of telephone reports northwest of Pontiac, said they saw an object with red, white, and orange lights hovering, then moving high in the skies. State police troopers Harry Hayes and Richard Morgan, on a similar mission near Pinckney, saw an unidentifiable object that appeared to hover somewhere between Ann Arbor and Jackson. Scores of students at Eastern Michigan University watched a pair of lights whirl and dive for several minutes high over the Ypsilanti campus. City police there said they heard, but were not asked to confirm the report. The Air Force has called a 1 p.m. Detroit news conference for Professor J. Allen Hynek to explain the recent crash of unidentified flying objects reported over southern Michigan. There were more reports last night and early today.
1: An Air Force investigator has called a news conference on flying saucers in Detroit today, 1 p.m. The conference was called by Dr. J. Allen Hynek one day after the Air Force said it would have an explanation of the sightings within 24 hours. There are no other details. Unidentified flying objects, of course, have been reported in volume over southern lower Michigan the past week or two. Dr. Hynek is a Northwestern University astrophysicist who has studied and investigated UFOs for the past 15 years. He has been interviewing people here in Ann Arbor and in the Hillsdale area since Monday. Two Oakland County sheriffs deputies reported seeing an unidentified flying object northwest of Pontiac last night. Deputies Fred Olson and John Davis reported seeing the object, which they said was not an airplane, for several minutes. They were in radio contact with dispatcher Jack Lawrence, Lawrence says he contacted Salbridge Air Force Base at Mount Clemens and quoted officials there as saying they had the object on radar but couldn't identify it. He's been unable to get confirmation from uh, Salbridge Air Force Base on that report. Meanwhile, Washington County Sheriff's Deputy David Fitzpatrick, who spotted objects near Milan a week ago last Wednesday, had taken pictures of the object with a sub-miniature Minox camera. The films have been developed into photographs to show two distinct streaks of light high above the streetlights of Carpenter Road. No detailed objects are visible in the pictures. Well, in one way we might say we've found out whose saucers those are. They're Dexter saucers. We ran a story this morning announcing the Air Force would hold that news conference at 1 p.m. to give their explanations. The phone rang immediately, and the receptionist here at WPAG was informed she surprised that newsman up. Those are Dexter saucers, not Ann Arby's. Confidentially, we've had a bad time with our farm department here, too. They persist in calling them myelin saucers.
4: Repeating our first story, Dr. H. Allen Hynek says the UFOs were marsh gas. Nothing more. Many disagree. CBS News correspondent Steve Ruin reports from Washington. The unidentified flying objects seen in Michigan have been identified. The Air Force, as pictures shown last night on the CBS Evening News, reveal a couple of the objects clearly. They are the Moon and Venus. The explanation is that the pictures were time exposures and thus showed streaks of light. In the more numerous sightings at Dexter and Hillsdale, Michigan, the Air Force says it's significant that the strange glowing lights were seen in swampy areas. These red, green, and yellow lights, which seemed to move about, disappear, reappear in other locations, and rise into the sky, likely were just marsh gases released from the swamp by the spring thaw. The night was clear, there was no wind, and the girls at Hillsdale College had the lights out in their rooms, enabling them to see the gases as they ignited spontaneously. And besides that, says the Air Force, it appears that certain young men in the Hillsdale area have been playing pranks with flares. Steve Rowan, CBS News, the Pentagon. A flying saucer expert hired by the Air Force today dismissed reports of weird flying objects sighted throughout southern Michigan this past week. Dr. J. Allen Hynek told a news conference in Detroit this afternoon.
6: It would seem to me that the association of the sightings with swamps in these particular cases is more than coincidence. No group of witnesses observed any craft coming to or going away from the swamps. The glow was localized there. Deputy Fitzpatrick described the glow from beyond a rise adjacent to the swamp as visible through the trees. He stated that the lights brightened and dimmed much as stage lights do smoothly and slowly. The girls at Hillsdale described the identical thing. This could have been due to the release of variable quantities of marsh gas. Dr. Heinicke
4: of Northwestern University, who had spent three days investigating reports of witnesses that strange glowing objects hovered in a swamp near Ann Arbor Sunday night and in a swampy hollow behind the Hillsdale College dormitory. Heinicke noted his swamp gas theory was only a theory and applied to only the Hillsdale and Ann Arbor sightings. Nevertheless, a prominent congressman from Michigan thinks there should be a further investigation of the strange UFO reports. House Minority Leader Gerald Ford said this today. The Congress
6: should investigate the rash of reported sightings of unidentified flying objects in southern Michigan and other parts of the country. A congressional inquiry would be most worthwhile because the American people are becoming most interested and in many instances very alarmed by the UFO stories. I firmly believe the American people would feel much better if there was a full-blown investigation of these alleged
4: incidents. Congressman Gerald Ford. Expert Dr. H. Allen Hynek sometimes said that the gas caused the UFO reports. They're sometimes called the will of the wisp, not mysterious visitors from outer space. He said they triggered this week's rash of reports of unidentified flying objects in Hillsdale and Dexter scores of persons in michigan and elsewhere from maine to the rockies have reported seeing strange colored things in the sky this week heinick disclosed his marsh gas theory at a news conference in detroit this afternoon he's a northwestern university astrophysicist and an air force consultant on unidentified flying objects he said in the news conference a dismal swamp is a most unlikely place for a visit from outer space He said his swamp gas theory applies to the sightings near ann arbor and hillsdale only since they're the only ones that he's investigated he had nothing to say about scores of other reports of ufos which continue to flow in from around michigan and the nation Heinick said rotty vegetation produces swamp gas which in his words can be trapped by ice and winter conditions and then be suddenly released in some quantity when the ground thaws he said the flame is a form of chemical luminescence and his low temperature is one of its peculiar features. He said swamp gases sometimes make popping noises when they're set off. And that, he said, would explain the sounds heard by witnesses who thought that they'd seen something from outer space this week. Heinick said, in conclusion, I emphasize that I cannot prove in a court of law that this is the full explanation of these sightings, It appears very likely, however, that the combination of conditions of this particular winter, an unusually mild one in this area, the peculiar weather conditions that night were such as to have produced this unusual and puzzling display. Sightings of unidentified flying objects in Michigan earlier this week have been followed by reports of similar sightings in other places. But don't be alarmed. There's no indication that little men are going to come trooping into your living rooms tonight or any time this year, perhaps. The Air Force investigator who has looked into the Michigan episodes believes they were illusions created by marsh gas. The so-called glowing objects were seen in swampy areas. Of course, the report of the investigator, the highly qualified Dr. J. Allen Hynek, will not convince anyone who numbers himself among the true believers. Those who are firmly convinced there are such things as flying saucers, no matter what evidence there is to the contrary. It's not difficult to sympathize with such beliefs. The notion of men coming from other planets to inspect our own is both exciting and intriguing. It's been the theme of science fiction stories in our own day and a subject for ancient legends, too. One such legend, told about the biblical character Enoch, says he saw two very tall men in a dream that they took him on a tour of seven different heavens. There he saw strange creatures and learned the secrets of the stars and the planets. And recent scientific discoveries have turned the attention of experts to renewed speculation about the possibility of intelligent life in outer space. Project Ozma, named for the princes from the imaginary land of Oz, was conceived by an astronomer at the National Radio Astronomy Observatory in West Virginia. It has made use of a radio telescope to listen in on the heavens, trying to determine whether anyone out there is trying to get in touch with us. Up to now, no such messages have been received. But scientists nowadays say it's highly probable there is life in outer space. One of the more well-known and conservative points out that space, extending to infinity, contains more objects than there are grains of sand on all the beaches of the world. Scientists also say that an improbable single event may become highly probable if the number of events is very great. Following this reasoning, it's highly probable there is another world like ours. Their imaginary notion about space travel holds that vehicles now hovering over the Earth are actually Earthmen returning home after a round trip into space that they departed eons ago during another civilization. It's said they're confused. Their former cities are now coal fields. The space time relationship expressed in the theory of relativity gives this a surface possibility. A 60 year round trip to outer space would bring the travelers home some five million years after their departure. The space vehicle would have traveled two and a half million light years into space, but the occupants would be only 60 years older. But scientists point out such a journey would require a combination of matter and antimatter as the most efficient fuel, and hundreds of thousands of tons of this fuel would be needed for the voyage. This has been Dimension, recorded on the CBS radio network, and this is CBS News correspondent
0: Walter Cronkite.
4: Rotty vegetation in swamps which produce swamp gas producing a form of chemical luminescence. That's the explanation of Northwestern University astrophysicist J. Allen Hynek after investigating two of the scores of reports of unidentified flying objects in southeastern Michigan in recent weeks. So, as one wag put it, it's more marsh than Martian. Dr. Hannock stressed at the outset of his news conference that his explanation refers only to two events, one near the farm of Frank Manor near Dexter on March 20th, and the one at Hillsdale March 21st. Dr. Haneck said a number of similarities exist in the two events, both reporting lights glowing yellow, green, and red in color, in both cases a swamp,
6: and he said, It would seem to me that the association of the sightings with swamps in these particular cases is more than coincidence no group of witnesses observed any craft coming to or going away from the swamps the glow was localized there deputy fitzpatrick described the glow from beyond a rise adjacent to the swamp as visible through the trees he stated that the lights brightened and dimmed much as stage lights do smoothly and slowly the girls at hillsdale
4: described the identical thing this could have been due to the release of variable quantities of marsh gas Dr. Hannock also said a dismal swamp is a most unlikely place for a visit from outer space. He did not say if he was jesting or not. Regarding the Hillsdale event, I put this question to the doctor. One of the girls in the dormitory said the uh, object or whatever she saw did gradually go into the horizon, not into the sky, doctor. You say it was localized, I did not go very far.
6: You must remember here that I had a lot of individual reports that were conflicting, and I used only that information
4: which could be corroborated by several witnesses at once. As for those photos taken by Washington County Sheriff's Deputy David Fitzpatrick and released to the press today, Dr. Hannock says they are without question the rising moon and the planet Venus time exposures. Dr. Hynek said he cannot prove in a court of law that what those people saw was marsh gas, but that's his considered judgment. Last night, there were other UFO reports. Scores of Eastern Michigan University students said they observed two lights whirl and dive high over the campus at Ypsilanti, and two Oakland County Sheriff deputies said they saw an object with red, white, and orange lights hovering northwest of Pontiac similar sighting was made by two state police troopers between Ann Arbor and Jackson. And farther to the west, truck driver Ralph Conte says he saw a UFO while he was driving between Casopolis and Niles. Conte, from Akron, Ohio, said it happened about 3 o'clock this morning. Said the object, the lights, followed his truck for about a half hour.
0: I could flash the lights on the cab of the truck, and it flashed its lights back, blinking them off and on. Did you detect any kind of a code or
4: did you think it was trying to communicate with you or what? No, at that time I was just trying to more or less get it to come closer so I could get a better look at it, really. Did it come closer? No. It stayed about the same distance all the time. Same distance, and then when I got to
0: uh, Niles where M60 and Route 12 come together, I pulled over to the side of the road and stopped the truck and got out, and it's remained at about
4: the same altitude right over the top of the truck. You mean it just kind of hovered in midair there for about, oh, maybe one or two minutes. He also said it made no noise. Conti said he reported the incident to Berrien County Sheriff's deputies who came upon his truck shortly after he stopped it. I asked Conti about the marsh gas idea. Have you ever seen a manifestation of swamp gas
0: where there are apparently lights generated by it? I have. Uh, I've done quite a bit of hunting and down in Florida in the lowlands or in the
3: marshlands. Well, that was the 1966 UFO invasion of southern Michigan. That is only a small chunk of the audio that I've got out there. So more than likely for you Patreon peeps, I'm going to throw something extra in the feed over there for you guys. Probably just blah, blah, blah. Here's the audio. There you go. Have a nice day. But uh, thank you to everybody who made it through. Hope you guys all enjoyed it, and we'll be seeing you again soon. Peace.